What's up, guys? Welcome back to another weekly Scale Riders podcast episode. This is 65 Lokes covering model car culture from around the world. This is episode number 172 with my guest, Andres Camarillo, all the way from Texas, a member of LUGK Model Car Club. Let's go right ahead and get into this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, what's up, Andres? How you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up, Edgar? Just chilling, man. Ready to ready to do this podcast, man. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Well, I know last time we did a podcast, it was grouped with David and Francois. And I've been wanting to have you as a solo guest. So I'm happy that we're able to, after all this time, to do it. Because there's a lot of different things I want to cover. One of them, I want to uh, like pretty much start things off is uh, that trip. You came out to California for the uh, dedicated show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was actually pretty fun. Um, I didn't really know I was going to last minute, but yeah, that, that was a really fun trip. Um, I went out there with, with David, uh, a couple other guys were supposed to go, but you know, when it came to it, you know, work got in the way or, or something personal, but it, it just ended up being me and David. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was quite surprised, you know, I mean, I had a feeling that a lot of you guys were going to be coming out from uh, Texas. But I was just like stoked to see you there finally because, you know, we've interacted for many years. And even back then before anything went, remember, I still remember, bro, when I was doing like the Patreon, you were you were like a long supporter of that too back then. And to finally like get to meet you, that was pretty dope. Yeah. You know, uh, when I first heard the, the podcast, I was like, all right, this is cool. You know, I would listen to it at work or on my way to work and, and I really liked it. So whenever, um, the Patreon started, I was like, yep, I'm down. You know, this is how much I can do, whatever. I'm good with it. Um, and yeah, I, I know we would, ex- uh, message through Instagram or whatever. Uh, but yeah, putting, uh, an extra face to, to a name or meet you in person. That was really cool. And, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, some people want to meet celebrities, uh, you know, uh, hip-hop star, uh, NFL player, um, uh, sport player, whatever. But to me, you you guys in the model community, you guys are my celebrities, if that makes any sense. Right so, on. <laughs> well, that was cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, and I'm appreciated, dude. I still remember, you know, you doing that back then. I was like, damn, that's, that's tight. Because, yeah, you know, it was different, like, back then. You know, it was just a lot of uh, coverage. But I still remember, uh, you know, trying to build up the uh, the equipment or whatever, you know as time went on and I'm still like, it was cool cause I was able to get what I needed and I'm still using it till this day, which is uh pretty dope. But, um, you know, the, the trip, when you came out here to California, was that your first time uh, coming out to California for a model car event? Uh, yes, that, that was actually my first time in California. Um, I always wanted to go just because, uh, the lowrider scene, uh, I feels a little bit, di- well, a little bit, a lot more different than what it is here in Texas. Um, I started watching Cali's swimming videos uh, because of my brother. And I was like, man, you know, I bet there's lowriders everywhere and they're all decked out and done up, you know. So it was always something that was on my bucket list. And there was a, there's a city called City of Camarillo, which is my last name. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know about that. I was scrolling through Pinterest or, or Instagram, and, and they said that they had their first Cracker Barrel. Um, it, it, that's a restaurant 
I think like in 2015 or 2016, and I love Cracker Barrel, so I was like, oh, that's another reason for me to go. Damn. So I'm very excited. I'm glad I went, and I still might go just to go eat at that Cracker Barrel in Camarillo, California. So. Yeah, you know, that, that city is actually a neighboring city from where I grew up in Oxnard. And, oh, okay. And I remember when, uh, you know, when I had met you and I, and I noticed, you know, the last name, that, that I always like, thought about that city all the time. And um and I I mean I would always go over there like roam around there around those areas uh but that that's a trip and while you were here in California how long because uh, you you did a lot it looked like you did a lot of things you visited hobby stores and then also um, was it the Peterson uh, Auto Museum oh yeah uh, that and we went to downtown LA and we went through Whittier so we stayed at uh, Willie Ramirez Junior stuff. Um, the uh, dedicated magazine. So, shout out to Willie because you know he showed us great hospitality. We showed up and right away we we got to work. You know we were prepping uh, dioramas or just um, helping each other with uh, with model cars. As a matter of fact, I didn't even finish mine. I didn't even work on my model cars at all because um, we were just keep preparing for the show. So we were there. You know just busting out all kinds of work and after the show that's when we kind of did the peterson museum um we went to pegasus hobby uh, like on my second day because i stressed to everyone i said look i don't care what we do but i just gotta go to pegasus you know i, I, <laughs> yeah. I just gotta go uh, so that's that's a thing that you know i really wanted to do i said after that i'll do whatever y'all want me to do because I remember in the back of the uh, Lowrider bicycle magazines, I would see their ads or their, and, and I would buy their products here at a local hobby shop while Bill's, you know, and I was like, hey, he says, what is that? And then I found out it was a hobby shop. And I would see pictures, you know, from it. And I'm like, man, that, that store has everything, you know? Yeah, dude. So that was that was a pretty good uh, trip. And then the uh, Peterson Museum, um, it's been on several car shows that I watch, either uh, builders or garages. They donate their cars there, um, or they just have them displayed there. And, you know, you have a lot of uh, movie-themed cars. And when Willie said that, I was like, dude, without a doubt, we got to go. You know, and I think I even paid for his ticket and, and David's ticket. I was like, I don't even care, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, that's a tight spot, too. Definitely uh, a place, you know, you want to visit. And... It's interesting, you know, how you said you've always wanted to come to California and it's like model building is what brought you here, meaning like the destination. I know, you know, you brought yourself here by paying for the ticket and making it all possible. Right. But right. like one of the main like reasons, you know, it's like you're chasing like that inner like how you what you started with, you know, like as a kid and everything like, you know, something that's like part of your your life with model building. And it's it's just one of those things. I feel like it's not going to stop. I know right now, you know, we're in 2022. Who knows, you know, this year or next year, you might be visiting another state, another area where you would have never thought maybe model building would have took me this far, but you're there. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I, I figured that I'd go to California, maybe to San Diego, like in late September when it's a little bit warmer because I heard that water's cold, you know, down to the beach. 
just as a, as a trip, a getaway trip, or an actual car show in California, or maybe Coachella, you know, when, when it was bigger back in the day, and now none of that. It ended up being model cars, you know? Yeah, so. dude. It, it's, it's a trip, you know, and I can relate to you as far as, you know, when you go somewhere and you're kind of like, hey, I don't, I don't care what we do, but I got to, I want to go to this place, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've, I felt that same feeling, you know, like the time when I went to, to Japan and I was hanging out with Armando Jeffries and Juan. And I remember expressing like, I want to hit up a hobby shop. I want to hit up a hobby shop. And Jeffries being there, you know, he's visited that region many, many times. He already knew like the lay of the land. So he would be like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. You know, we're, we're going to hit up a spot. And I believe, I don't know if it was the same night when we arrived or the second night. But I just remember once we were there, um, it was like a strange feeling. It was an excitement feeling, but also kind of strange because I was so used to like visiting a hobby store by myself, but having limited time or or maybe popping in with a friend that wasn't a model builder and, and feeling a little bit rushed just because like I feel bad that I'm like holding them up here and they're probably not <laughs> like into it, you know? And, and this was different because with them, it was like, you could take as long as you want because we're all into this, you know? And Oh, you're absolutely right. And this, we were there. <laughs> and this is like, Sorry. this is exciting. you right. It's like, like, you don't want to, like, you don't want to, you're not going to spend 30 minutes, dude. You're going to be there for hours. Just kind of browsing at everything, trying to see what you want to buy or just checking out like all these new products and just having that that you know that feeling of like nah dude you know you take it take your time you know there's no rush whatever it was like oh dope and then the next thing that kicks in is like when you're excited and i felt like a kid was like i remember as a kid going to like the toy aisle and all of a sudden you feel like you have to go to the restroom (laughs) and you're like damn like you don't want to leave because you know that the minute you go to the restroom and you come back you've already wasted some time and next thing you know like parents are like we gotta go now and you're like, oh, those oh. Are and I felt, I felt that, I felt that vibe. Like, oh man, I, I got to use the restroom right now. But like, what happens if I go? Like, you know, are we gonna leave or? We, but it was like, nah, we're gonna stay. So I was like, all right, chill. You know, it was just, <laughs> it was so different. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just feel like I had to share that. But when, when you rolled up with the guys, like, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like? Like that feeling too, like we're gonna stay here long, or or you wanted a, or did you feel like a rushed feeling? So I definitely felt like, all right, I'm gonna take full advantage of this. Um, my kids are, you know, hours away, hours and miles away. They're with their moms or whatever. Um, if these guys want to leave because they've probably been here, uh, David and I will just take an Uber back to Willie's. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of this. So we walk in there, and I don't know the guy's name, right? But we take a ride. Obviously, that's where the model stuff are. And right off the back, I said, hey, uh, what do you got behind that glass case? I can see the boxes from my side, but, you know, I, I can't reach in there. Can I dig in? He steps to the side. He goes, be my guest. Bro, I was in there flipping boxes, um, opening boxes, moving boxes, sliding the the little displays they got forward and back. I went through everything they had in there and I said, well, what else do you got? He goes, what do you mean? 
I said, where's all the other stuff? And he goes, well, that's kind of pretty much it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went aisle by aisle and, and I wanted to go to the restroom. Everybody else was going to the restroom, but I was like, no, nah, I feel like I'm going to miss something. <laughs> like I said, if, if they leave me, I'll just take an Uber back to uh, Willie's. So I, I have no idea how long we were there, but when I got done with the right side of the store, I walked over to the left side, which is more like your, your hobbies. I mean, your RC hobbies. And that was a little bit quicker, but yeah, I had no concept of time. I, you know, I said, I'm going to take full advantage of this. And I didn't leave until I was good and ready to leave. And I think everybody in that small group kind of felt that. So they didn't rush nobody. They didn't say, all right, let's get back. No, it's like, get it out of your system and, and then we'll go. Okay, cool. And that was really cool of the guys for us, you know, for them to let David and I do that. Yeah, because it's like you never know when you're going to come back. I mean, it's possible to come back, but you just don't know when. And then, you know, you guys got to go to the store before they moved locations. Oh, okay. Was that was that not their... Not their uh... So, the I think the when you guys came during that, they were st- I think they were still in their original... That Well, one of the... I want to say this is like when you guys went in like their second location because they were in a different yeah. location. So now I think now they're like on their third like spot, okay. like, like down the road. Cause I, I've talked to a couple people about it and, and I remember they had a, um, mentioned that they were moving and, um, and I think it's different now. Like the layout, I, I believe it's bigger. The, oh man. The, yeah. Cause I didn't know that I, it, it was the second location, this location we went to, so the second story, or I guess the first story, is the store, and then underneath it, the the sub floor was like their um, their, uh, their storage room, or, or what, what's it called? Where they keep their stock room? Yeah, their stock room. Mm-hmm. So they moved to another location. Huh? Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I'll try to later. Like I'll I'll, I'll look up and I'll shoot you some info. Or okay. I, th- I think they have photos. I think there's pretty on Google of the the other location. Because I've, I've seen some. I've seen some online or even some people on YouTube have done videos like, you know, here at Pegasus. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's a whole other store. You know, it's like very different. But that's that's dope, though. You were able to come out to California. got to see, you know, the side of, of the cars, the model, you know, the models. But then again, what was your impressions of the show? Because, I mean, I know you were busy. You were responsible for, like, the handling of the awards. And, uh, but then also set up, like you guys were there early, like setting up and all that. T- tell us that process, like uh, your point of view, you know, coming into it, setting up and then just, were you nervous like about the show or what do you think was going to, like how it was going to pan out? Yeah, man. So I have, um, OCD and you know, I'm, I, I work on it cause I know sometimes it could get annoying and. And sometimes it just gets in the way of life or whatever. So I, I'm working on on that, right? And you know how it is if, if when you host a party or or a get together, a show, and and people tell, oh yeah, man, we're gonna help, we're gonna help. And then the day of, only like two or three people help, <laughs> and everybody's doing like four or five jobs. So that's kind of what I was expecting, right? And I don't know if it was because we were doing the dedicated magazine show and not like a, 
like uh, a club show, you know, the, the the club hosting it. Not our club, but like Willie's club, which is um, down to scale. Uh, everybody seemed to pitch in. Um, people that came out of state or out of town, they really seemed to hone in on on the let's help and, and, and get this set up. And, and dude, that, I was grateful for that because I was able to put up our, our banners, um, tablecloths, run around and, and just, hey, where is this setting up? And uh, what do I do with this table? What do I do with these chairs? And then again, like you said, the awards, which is tedious because they have to be shiny. I have to wear gloves. And then there are these little easel stands that I have to place every one of them. And you knock one down, and it's like dominoes. You know, they all go down. Um, to me, in my opinion, the setup was minimal stress. Uh, I think everybody else was kind of chill and relaxed, but also getting work done. And everybody that was there was pitching in. And there was like two or three guys didn't really know what to do, uh, didn't really know uh, if they should ask. And I was like, you know what? I better not tell these people what to do because I may get jumped at the end of the show. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I may go in the restroom and come out with a, with a black eye or something, you know. <laughs> So I was yeah, like, no, nah, I'll, just, I'll just mind my business, funny. you know. Uh -huh. I have nobody here for backup except David, and David's more of a lover than a fighter. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. So, like, no, <laughs> it, it was minimal stress. But during the show, oh, God. And that's, that's a different story. Mm. Dang. They're like, hey, dude, you forgot your model. What? Nah. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. Dang. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, that show uh, holds, like, a special spot for me because it, it was a nice show. You know, I, the, it was a big turnout to me. Like, I feel like a lot of the, the people that are in uh, Southern California, that are model builders, were there, you know. And people that we see a lot of the times, you know, a lot of the familiar faces, a lot of the guys that are on Instagram out here, they, they were there. And you could tell everyone was just excited because there hadn't really been too many things, obviously, going on because of the COVID, you know, a lot of closures. And, I, you know, that was a very exciting show, seeing people there uh, that came out. And and to me, it also, it's like a special one, too, because that was like one of those first shows of me vending as well under the brand, you know, as a store. So it was one of those, like me taking notes, you know, as far as like what I need to do, how I need to prepare and whatnot. But then just to see like the builds and then that centerpiece that you guys had at the show look awesome, you know, uh, with all the models and the layouts and the, the mini trucks. And um, I don't know, man, there was just so much stuff uh, going on there at the show. Yeah, I think we really executed that show. Um you know how we wanted to maybe there was a couple things that we could have done different but i really do think it was a good turnout uh i believe willie and david were happy with it i know i was uh it, it was really really nice to see the vendors setting up um and see what they had to offer see how the the patrons were there hey where's this category i'm not sure about this category I hadn't seen that, like, at that scale, you know. Everybody was nice to each other. Everybody was considerate of each other. You know, yeah, there was, you know, 
some guys that probably could have worked on that a little bit better. But for the most part, you know, I think everybody understood, hey, you know, we can't really take this for granted. Let's just have a, a good show and a good turnout. And and it, it it was an experience for me and I learned some, I learned a lot from it. And of course, whatever I learned on that show and other shows, I, I applied it to the show we had um, here recently in Dallas. That day, there was a, across the hall uh, of of, uh, of our venue. There was like a woman's convention, uh, something to do with exercise. I have no idea. The yeah. only thing I knew is that there was really, really good-looking women coming in and out, in and out, and that seemed to mess everybody up. You know, <laughs> it's like, hey, hey. Hey, eyes over here, and even me, I was like, "Oh, oh, that's right. That's this is what I was doing." Yeah. Um, you know, so so we had that type of distraction. Um, there was people that would walk in without paying, and they knew they weren't paying. You know, when I would catch them, I'd hey, can you go over there and just get in line and pay? Oh, yeah, yeah, bro, my bad, my bad. So even even though I, you know, how I grew up is like, you know, you talk to somebody a certain way you might get dealt with, you know, so you, you kind of approach them and, and, and respect them and, and whatever. So I, I would go over there and, and say respectfully, Hey man, you know, the line's over there to pay. Um, this is just like to exit or, or just to get it air in, in, in the room to circulate air. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Cause the way I see it is we all work very hard for it, for that show. I'm not saying we're going to make money or be lucrative, but still, you know, we all, have skin in the game and and you know we don't we don't want to lose anything that we feel that we earn we don't do it for that reason but you know i don't think it's fair to everybody else that's paying to enter their models um or to pay for their for their spectator ticket for other people just to come and, and spectate and not pay you know i i didn't see that fair for everybody else so it was uh it was different, you know, but in, in a good way. And luckily, there wasn't too much of that. Uh, running the um, grapple table, good good God, that was a challenge. Uh, I got Jack, like, for three or four prizes. I, I don't know if that got around to you. Mm -hmm, nah. that, that's, like, they, went, that's they, a, they just went missing? <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I would I would, uh, I would do the, the drum, right, and spin it and take out a ticket and then write the ticket number on the whiteboard and the whiteboard was behind me and I had to run the, the, the cash box as well. This whole time before I did that, I thought I was going to have help right now. It just ended up being me. So whenever I, I turned around to write the, the numbers on the board towards uh, three or four prizes walked away. You oh, know, and some of them were Gavin Roberts uh, parts. I, I don't think they were wheels. And I was just surprised. I was like, okay, okay, you know. The whole time I'm over there flagging Willie, David, or anybody, uh, even Vision Yo, 124. Yeah, back yeah, up, <laughs> back it, up. No, you're, uh, you know, and they would just kind of acknowledge me, give me the side eye, like, I know you see me, and I know I see you, but I kind of have to ignore you right now, you know. It's like, mm. give me a minute, and then they just would walk away and. And I didn't take it personal because everybody was really busy, you know. 
Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard to get a hold of everybody. There was a guy who brought his models, and he was so he was so jazzed because some of these models were featured like on the Lowrider Bicycle magazine, and he he brought them over to my table. You know, we're hanging out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah throw them up right here. And I was like thinking, oh, you know, who'd get a kick out of seeing these is David, and I'm like texting him, yo, come through, come through, and I'm sending him shots, and I'm like, where's this dude at? And I, and then you know, you can see it kind of everybody across the room. And then I finally see him, and I'm like nodding out my head, like, hey, yo, and throwing up my hand, like, come through. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could tell it was, like, surrounded by people. I'm like, oh, this was not coming. Like, Dude. It was, it was unreal, man. Um, I was, like, I wasn't mad. I was, like, laughing the whole time. I was like, I, I can't believe this shit. Um, Willie came over to, to relieve me for, like, two minutes, and he I could see it in his face, hurry him up. I want to go back to what I was doing. And I can't blame him because it was boring, right? But it's, and, you know, the, the raffle is, you know, something that the, uh, the, the spectators, the attendees, you know, they like. And I like doing it, but yeah. I wish I would have had help. And, you know, n- nobody really had the time to, to stop what they were doing and help out, which is cool. But I learned something that day, you know? So, man, that's a trip. Like, yeah, I, I could see it how it could be you know, kind of boring or tedious, or it could be entertaining. I don't know. It just depends, I guess. I've never done it. Maybe one day I'll do one. I'll have to do do one. I like it. I and, like it. But people are into it, though. I mean, who doesn't like to be in a raffle, like, get, like to win a prize, right? It's, it's almost like gambling. Yeah, yeah. Because you see, you, you like, imagine, you know, like you, like you're holding the mic, right? And yeah. you're looking at the your, the numbers that you're pulling out, and you're looking at everybody. And you could see each person. Some people might have one ticket, five. Some dude got 20 of them. You know, you could see who's really all in, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and, and another thing about that show, uh, I don't know who was messing with me um, or, or they just did it with unintentionally. But, my, you know, my model cars that I took up there, they ended up in multiple tables, uh, different categories, not where I put them. You know, because we couldn't end them. So I would just put them there. Um, we couldn't compete. I'm sorry. I wouldn't put a card underneath them or anything with my name. And then, um, you know, a few days later after the show, uh, David or, or, or Skelton, Francois would send me different uh, pictures. Look, there's your cards again in a different table. I'm like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> who did that? You know, it's like. Yeah. I don't know if, if one of them two did it. I don't know. They swear they didn't, but I, I don't know. It was just funny. Like one of my Mustangs was in like the street street rod truck or something like that category. And I was like, what's going on? You know? So. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. It's, <crazy. laughs> it's just being moved around. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I still remember the, uh, the end, dude. Remember when um, like uh, we, I mean, we kind of knew what time the show was going to end. But then it's like word came down and needs to everybody needs to be out by this time. And it, it was like everybody, all hands on deck, right? To Dude, help. we're so Mexican. <laughs> but everybody was cool though. Everyone helped, like to like yeah. pack up and yeah. clean. And yeah, we were out of there by by that time, you know. And even after the show, like days, you know, after there was some um you know, people that came over that I met for the first time, they said, what's up, bought some stuff. And, you know, I would ask them, you know, just from conversating, because we would start conversating and I'd be like, yo, what's your Instagram handle? Like, I'll, do, you, do you post on there or what? You know, I'll follow you. 
and you know we start conversating after the show and a lot of them would ask like hey when's the next one gonna be you know they would be expecting like like they thought there'd probably be another one you know soon or next year or, or what's up and i would just you know let them know like hey you know i'm, I'm not sure i think they're gonna do it somewhere else like another another state uh but it might be a while until they do another one here but if anything i'll keep you posted yeah, yeah, Texas, baby, 2023. Yeah, so that's already for next year. Yeah. yeah. That's good that you guys give it that space, like the, the timing, too, you know, because it's just like everybody's busy, got your own things going on, and it gets really hard if you're doing it every year or or every, I don't know, like X amount of months, you know? Yeah, and, and there's a lot of planning behind it. You know, I had no idea how much. I mean, I figured, okay, there's going to be a lot of planning. No, there was a lot of planning behind it, you know. So you're right. It, it, it's good that, you know, we, we give ourselves that time. So Yeah, and for you uh, with, with model building, um, like, what was your introduction into it? Like, what is it that got you hooked? Like, you know, wh when when did when did you know, like, opening this kit right here this is it like i'm gonna be like doing this you know for a long time or whatever you know how did it all happen for you what's your history with model building oh it wasn't even my kid so i have an older brother he's he's five years older than me and it must have been like a friday or a saturday night i want to say it was a friday night i was watching i think uh, married with children right um i was i was like eight nine or ten years old i i don't remember but it was that age group and my brother had come back from you know i guess hanging out with his friends and and i had gone to the restroom i came back and i saw the amt 1964 impala the two-in-one the one that has the chassis that is almost like a, a promo uh, a, a, a promo um, where it has metal axles and you can slide them on the top level to, to make it low street rod or on the stock level. You know what kid I'm talking about? It's like a blue Impala. Yeah, it's uh, the AMT that had uh, yeah that like really nice blue uh, yeah, color. Think, it kind of matches even the the background like that grayish. That's right. That's right. So, so that, to my recollection, that was the first model that I was exposed to, and I, and, and it wasn't even my model. He bought it, right? So I'm looking at it, I open it, and I'm like, man, this is really cool. So my brother had a 1985 Cutlass Supreme, and he, he had a, a Supreme wheels on it. And I was like, look at these Kragers, uh, they look like the Supremes. In the bag, he had bought this automotive paint that was chrome paint. It wasn't as good as it is now, but it was still chrome paint as long as you didn't touch it after you sprayed it. But kind of like the Molotov. And in the closet, in the bedroom closet, I start spray painting this thing, right? Like I'm just right inside of the box. I'm, I'm like, I don't even know why I started doing it, but I just started spraying it. I gave it four coats. I mean, you're thinking four coats ain't that bad. You know, no, these were four thick coats, you know, thick like, like Selena thick, like, you know, <laughs> Beyonce thick, you know, they were thick coats and it's like gooping and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know, that looks pretty good. And I guess the fumes 
got me high or something. But I stared at that thing for like 30 minutes. I started looking at the windows, the the taillights. I was like, man, this is this is really cool. And not for one moment I thought, this isn't even my kid. My brother's gonna kick my ass when he comes home and you know he sees this. So two o'clock, you know, my brother's not back. He's probably still out with some girl or at a house party, you know, back then house parties were a thing. And I went to bed and I wake up like at eight. He's gone for work, and I go to the um, to the bedroom closet again, and the car's there, and I noticed that there was a tube of that glue. I said, man, what is this? So I opened it. It smelled like, like lemon. I was like, oh, this smells kind of good, but all right. So I started opening up the instructions, and, and I started putting together the engine, the seats, nothing painted, of course. And by the time my brother got home in the evening, I showed it to him. He's like, oh, that was, that was my car, you know. And he got upset for like 30 seconds. And he was like, oh, you know, okay, cool. You know, and he left it at that. He didn't yell at me. He didn't, you're going to buy me another one? Nothing. But that was what introduced me to model cars. And ever since then, you know, it's it's been a, a, a thing. I, I stopped a little bit. When did I stop? I think my second kid for a little bit and then I uh, this must have been in 2004 2005 and then I started back in 2015 damn that was a lot of years right like of a of a gap to start, oh yeah but then oh yeah but it but it's I guess it's all it's just timing you know you're busy probably doing other things and the right timing came what what is it that gave you that opportunity to come back in 2015 I think what did it for me was I was scrolling through Instagram because I worked with a lot of uh, younger guys. You know, they were my, my helpers at work and and they would say, oh, did you see this fool on Instagram among themselves? Or, oh, look at this. Look at this girl. You know, she got real fine after high school and Instagram, Instagram. And I was like, what is Instagram? So I asked them and they created me or they created an account for me and then I lost the password. So I had to create another one but on my own. And I, and I saw David's uh, uh, 1963 Impala, which he gifted to me for my birthday last year. And I saw that it was in Denton, Texas. I was like, I know where Denton is at, you know? And, and uh, I just kind of saw that they were hosting like little meetups and I was like, all right, cool. I went to my mom's house and I said, Hey mom, where's all my model car stuff? And she was like, it's in the, in your dad's storage shed. And outside, I was like, all right, cool. So I went over there and and I started looking. I was like, okay, mom, this is like a quarter of it. Where's the rest of it? She's like, what do you mean? And turns out my sister and her husband got a storage unit and didn't get to pay for or didn't pay for it, forgot to pay for it, just didn't care for it. Because according to my sister, it was just linens, you know, curtains and, and, and uh, quilts and, and pillows and stuff. But I don't know how my model car stuff ended up there. And these are cars that I had built um, throughout the years. And there was quite a few. I had almost all the, the lowrider theme cars. And I would build them um, box stock, but with like uh, uh, the bare metal foil. I would do the black wash. I would accent the tail lights, the, the, the parking lights, all that. you know. So I put my touch on it. 
And I grabbed whatever I could that I did have at my mom's house that I didn't lose. And I started looking. I was like, oh, I'll glue this wheel back on there. I'll, you know, make an antenna for this. This 65 needs a mirror. And that slowly got me back into it. And then I said, you know what? This guy, Detail Junkies, is always, you know, doing these little events. Let me holler at him, dude, to my surprise. He answered back and he said, yeah, come down. And the location where they were at was only 12 minutes from my house. So I went over there. I met him and very cool down to earth guy. And I started, you know, buying kits on eBay. I would snapshot the, the price after I paid for all the kits that I lost uh, in that um, storage locker. I would text them to my to my sister just to kind of kill tripper. And, you know, with a caption, this is because of you and. I'll never forget. And, you know, <laughs> you're, you're costing me money. Look, look, I paid $24 for this kit back in the day. Now I'm paying 60. Thanks a lot. You know, <laughs> you know so that, that's what slowly got me building model cars again. But, um, you know, I, I, I've, I had more kids at the time, you know, um, there was four and uh, one on the way. But I, I found time, you know, I, I would make a little bit of time, not a lot, but, you know, I, I would make time. And one thing I do remember is I was dating my kid's mother at the time. And whether I was in high school or freshly out of high school, she would wait to where I would finish cutting the parts from the tree or and painting them or Whatever the case may be right at the time, she would wait and then we would go to the movies. And she didn't complain. She didn't rush me. She would just let me do my thing and then we would go to the movies. You know, I was over there painting with a brush or, or filing down the uh, flask or, or whatever, dressed to go out, you know. And then she'd be like, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So that was cool, you know. And, and I don't know if a lot of women... I like that, but that's one thing that I'll give her is that, you know, she was cool with my hobby. So, you know, it was it was a very good time, but, you know, life doesn't get in the way, but you start doing other things and you just, life happens, you get busy, you know. Yeah, I, I also see that you uh, also uh, dabble with like RCs, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um what got me into that was just, I used to live in an apartment and these grown men, and I'm pretty sure they were in the early 20s, they would have these big ORC trucks and they'd go super fast, faster than any of the cars I'd get, like Adventures or Target or Walmart, you know, or at the time Kmart. Um, and I would ask them, where'd you get that? And they'd all oh, at, the, at the hobby shop. What the hell's a hobby shop, you know? I didn't know what a hobby shop was, you know? And I started doing research um because i was i always had the 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 nico or nico brand and they were decent i then i had the new and bright when they used to run the 9.6 volt batteries and they had the high low um setting for for torque you could either race or just kind of go through deep grass or rough terrain and then i started getting into the tamiya once I got into Tamiya RCs, I was like, man, you have to build this? You have to grease your own gear? Wow, okay, cool. I'll do that. And I wanted to get into the, the Pegasus 64 Dancer. I don't know if you remember, but that thing was like 600 bucks, right? I, 
I think it was like 110 scale or 112 scale. And all it came was in the box was the body, Lexon, which you had to cut out. I think the wheels from Pegasus, which were they, they seem like 30 inch wheels, wire wheels to me. And then the, the servos and the chassis. So for 400 or 600, it was some astronomical prize to a 12 year old boy. And it didn't even go forward and back. And I think you have to buy the transmitter separate. So I'm just going to sprinkle this in there. If you think the Red Cat 64 for 600 bucks is too much, keep that in mind. This Red Cat does everything. And that Pegasus at the time wanted, you know, I think it was 400 bucks, maybe. And it didn't even go forward and back. Not, not that I remember, you know, and it wasn't as detailed or whatever. So 600 bucks is a bargain. Keep in mind they had their 30 day sale. Oh, yeah. They were like, you know, they were like for 400 bucks or something, right? Yeah, so, they're pretty cheap. I saw yeah, I, I almost bought a couple. I really did. I was like, oh no, my wallet says no, don't do that. <laughs> so I, 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 ever since then, you know, I started getting into trucks and, and I'm the type of guy where I, I'll buy a truck. Like I like the Traxxas Slash. It's like a, not a stadium truck it's like a baja truck you know and i'm like hmm i wonder what it'll do if i jump it off the roof <laughs> so I, i'll actually do that but but my thing is i i always forget to get it on 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 camera or or, or you know get a video of it oh you know what i have a tonneau cover on my on the back of my truck let me see what happens if i jump it off of that just because i want to see you know and i'm also into the drones um I've crashed a few, lost a few in the in on trees. You know, they just won't come down. Can't climb the tree. So, but they're the cheap ones. You know, forty, fifty dollar ones, not the several hundred ones, <laughs> several hundred dollar ones. So, and then here most recently, I bought a Kyosho jet ski, and I said, I wonder what will happen if I put a a stronger battery, a three S light bulb. Man, that thing popped a willy in on water dude it was so awesome but i burned the motor like the third time that you know i played with it so i gotta do um a better motor a brushless motor one that can handle that power i have the uh the zen f4 f450 which a lot of people buy those the dually they buy those that sold the red cats on a trading so i actually pulled my my friend's kid with a, a little wagon I tied the truck to the to the wagon and and put his kid on there. One of those red uh, radio flyer wagons, and it kind of just cooled him. So that was pretty cool. Anything RC, I, I like to mess with. You know, um, it's I do have a lot of hobbies. I even mess with those um, those planes that you have to make out of um, balsa wood, and you put. Uh, back then, I used to use Cox engine. That, that was a brand, and you could just hold them with a string and turn the engine on, they'll just go in a circle, you know. I never really got too much into the remote control ones because the one I did crash was very costly. So now they're making them out of foam, you know. They, they, they can take hits better crash landings, you know. So now it's the time to actually get into them. But when I got into them, I was like, oh, I, I, I can't do this, you know. So it, it, it's pretty fun. I, I do tend to have a lot of hobbies, but um, I should probably cut back, you know. Yeah, so. it, it yeah, that's the thing. It, it's tough um, to cut back. I mean, you can, but then you'll get it. You'll find another thing to get into. 
you know. Dude, I'm even into model trains. You know, the only reason I went with HL scale is because they're smaller than the G scale, which I believe is 124. They would take up so much room. You know, the, oh, yeah. the Damn. yeah, I had to build the table. I think it was like a little bit bigger than a four by eight sheet of plywood, four feet by eight feet. Uh, in, in the garage, you know, because I wanted to play with the trains. So, mm-hmm. Damn. so that it, can you imagine if I would have done the the one twenty four scale trains and incorporate my 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 builds into that, dude? It would have been like the whole garage, you know. Yeah, you need a lot just yeah. to make a scene. So, for photos, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be intense. And screw the screw the photos, dude. That's just so I can play. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And, and like, you know, so, some of the cars that you've done, you know, do you, uh, like, let's say you're going to crack open your model kit. Are you already thinking of, like, doing a theme replica or is it just something you just kind of freestyle as you go with the build? It, it depends. I do like theme cars, um, even though I'm probably doing something that uh, a theme car that someone else already done. Um, the last theme car I did was... Uh, uh, Menace to Society Mustangs, the red one and the green one, and also MCA's Grand National. Um, the red one was a big challenge because I did not find that particular model in, in a kit. So I took a, a Rebel. It's a, it's a Mustang, the LX. Uh, it's not the hatchback. It's, I think it is a hatchback. I, I took that one and the drag car, and then I took the AMT Mustang to two different brands, two different years, but I had to do some uh, plastic surgery on the front and back bumpers, the hood, the fenders, and even the windows. And it's just small things like that 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 I didn't freestyle, but I was like, I, I didn't really plan it. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to cut here. I'm going to have to go here, here, and here. And even the taillights of that Mustang were very difficult because it had the, um, uh, it's like this little cover. Imagine window blinds on a taillight on those earlier Mustangs. Can you picture that? They they, they had like like, like slits. So you could, when when the brake light would hit, the red would shine through. But you can paint that plastic cover that looks like blinds to match the color of the car mm. so i had to grind that down sand it down get it smooth in order to fit the the newer taillights or the taillights of the i think it was like a 91 or a 93 lx mustang so it's all those little details that i don't believe anybody notices and i guess i should do a better job and and documenting that hey look this is what i have to do to make this model that I did not find anywhere. I had to take two cars, two kids to make one. Um, luckily, David and Skelton, they've let me know about little details that I incorporate into my, my builds that I didn't tell them about, you know, they point them out. So it feels good that at least someone besides me knows, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, so, sometimes um, I feel like people notice it when they're by themselves, like at home or, or looking through the, you know, if it's posted somewhere on, right. online or it's on a message board, it's, it's kind of tough. Like it's very rarely cause 
even for me, sometimes I've been guilty of that going to like a show and seeing what's on the tables. And I know that my first round is like, I'm looking at the cars, but not in full detail. It's more like a glance. And then I come back a second time. And the second time I'm taking like photographs. Yeah. And then, you know, third round again, that's when I'm like, all right, let me start like bending down and looking closely at stuff. And, and, you know, obviously there's certain cars that you're going to identify right away. Like, oh, cool. an Impala or, you know, a Chevy bomb or something. But then you start to like, if you really spend your time on those ones that that's, you know, have like the detail, things like that, you start to notice it. Like you start to pick up on little things, but then I feel like it's not until like you're at home or something and, or somewhere and you're looking through your phone at the photos you took or online if somebody posts the stuff, but they kind of show you, like, hey, look what I did. Like you said, you know, I took two bodies or, you know, these are the mods I did to it. I think that's when people start to really see, like, oh, damn. Yeah, because, you know, at the time, you're just overwhelmed with all those other builds and and just the atmosphere itself. You know, you got other great builders. You got... Um, models that you think you weren't interested in and then you see one in person you're like oh man that is a really nice kid you know they built it really nice and i'm not saying oh man people need to pay more attention to to the details i i I pour into these kids or these models but uh it's nice when somebody notices it and you don't have to point it out does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, it does. It's um, it's almost like when you watch a movie and you notice like little Easter eggs are in the movie, and, <laughs> and some people don't notice it, but some people are like, "Oh shit, did you see that?" Like they paid homage to this. Yeah, you know? and it's like, oh damn, you know, yeah, it's it's a, it, it it's a trip. But I'm glad though that at least you're still sticking to adding those details. You know, I know you're not gonna stop for sure. No. Now, the other day, um, we have a little group chat going, David and, and, and Skeleton and myself. And David uh, uh, sent some pictures of, a, I think it was an early model, early 70s model Camaro. And he said, man, you know, I really like this kid, but the back bumper's killing me. It's fixed up too much. I think I'm just going to leave it without the bumper. I'm like, leave it without the bumper? What, do you, that doesn't, what are you saying? You know, that, that's not computing. So I said, man, why don't you just cut, uh, uh, you know, small sections from each side of the bumper, you know, from the from the left side, take a little bit off, and then from the right side, take a little bit off, and then just kind of glue it back together. That would tuck in the sides that are sticking out, bring it closer to the body, you know, and then at the end, uh, sand them smooth, get 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 that that. You know, it's by design. You know, they, they look rough. They, they're not smooth. You know, they look like little, um, I don't know. It, it's it's weird the way they designed that bumper. But I said, you know, smooth it out. You know, pan it out, make it look nice. And he was like, ah, oh, man, that does sound really cool, but that's too much work. And Francois's response was like, I like that you make every build your own, you know, with little details like that because he notices details big time you know he has an eye for that yeah and that made me feel good especially coming from him you know so shout outs to Skelton. so nah it's true bro like i feel like 
with every build that we do, we reach that crossroads, right? Yeah. Do we like every every step of the way from the beginning, right? When you're mocking up the car, you're you're figuring out what wheels you're gonna go with, but then once you start like cleaning up the body, right there, you're already thinking like, should I should I open up the trunk? Should I open up the doors? Do I want to go down that rabbit hole? You know? And yeah. Then, and then let's just say that you don't, you bypass all that, the you know, the the car, but then you start getting to those exterior accessories like the bumpers and everything. And you and you know, you're in that situation. And it's it's totally up to you, like how one of a kind or unique or your style you want to do the car, where you do want to go that extra mile, or or you don't. You know, where you go, man, that sounds like a lot of work and I don't want to do it. And it, it just depends, man. It just depends, you know, whether you're if you're in a rush, you're trying to rush this build or you're or or not. You know, you really want to do it. I I feel like I, I find myself in those places sometimes with the with the model cars because I keep telling myself, like, all right, I'm going to do a curbside really quick just to you know, get warmed up or whatever. And then yeah. next thing you know, bro, I'm like going down a rabbit hole. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I opened up something that I'm like, ah, man, here we go. Like you're not, in too deep now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, and then I tell myself like, why, why do I keep fighting myself? Just do it. You know, why not? Like if, if I'm, if I'm going <laughs> to keep doing this, yeah. I just, this is just <laughs> me then, you know, just got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, um I don't know the approach that a lot of people take, uh, but the approach I take when I build a model is like, okay, is it a theme car? No, okay. Is it gonna be what 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 kind of car? Is it gonna be a lowrider, a street rod, um, or or a stock car, you know, not NASCAR, but you know, just factory stock. And then based on whatever my decision is, my take from that is um, how would I build this car if I had it in real life? You know, and the bumper modifications on that um, Camaro that I suggested to David, that is something that I would do in real life to the car. I don't like the way that bumper looks. It sticks out too much and the ends uh, curving around the quarter panel look really rough. I'm going to do this. And that's how, that's my approach. What would I do if I had this car in real life? You know, and you said something that I don't know if I learned by just headaches or I got tired of it. I would open up kits and I'm going to try this and fail, break the styrene or, or just didn't follow through from beginning to end. So what I started doing is going to shows or online, I would buy these built kits, you know, whether they were crappy or whether they were really nice. I would just buy the kids when I get them. I'm like, you know what? I want to try the the black beat, uh, black metal metal foil on these. Let me try it because I heard that one's a, a bitch to put. Or you know what? I want to cut the trunk open and see if I can hinge different. And I would try it. And and the car's already built. You know, very easy to take apart. It's painted, so it it kind of lets me see a finished product in a way. Um, you know what? Let me try these yeah, to 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 jam the trunk or 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 the doors uh, or the filler, whatever. Or let me try this new glue on on, on windows. 
whatever the case may be, I would practice on donor cards, if that makes sense. And it would motivate me more because they were already painted, they were already built, and I didn't have to mess up a, a brand new kit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because th- that is a good way to approach it because you know, you buy, you spend so much on a kit, and if you feel like you kind of messed it up, it, it discourages you from even trying to attempt that ever again. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it really does. And we all have either a plastic bin tub or a little corner in the garage or the man cave or next to the nightstand, wherever you keep your stats, of models that didn't make it, but you don't want to throw them away because you think they're salvageable, but they're really not. You're just in denial. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, the graveyard. We, yep. That's right. We all have that. And when I started noticing, okay, um, let me try to hand paint this trim with this small brush and my, my bifocals. Thing. Let me see that approach. Or you know what? I, I want to see what builders in the 70s or another builder was doing to create that carpet underneath the hood or the carpet in the trunk. And you start seeing how other people build stuff back then. And, and you're like, man, that's really cool. Uh, what I used to see a lot was they would use a um, sewing thread for ignition wires, battery cables, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a good, you know, approach, you know, cause they didn't have the small wires like we do now. So, I don't know. It's like a little time capsule in a way that you can practice on. Yeah. No, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you got to, I guess, just use what you can get. But now, you know, we're we're so spoiled, right? We have Extremely spoiled. Everything is there, dude. Like, everything. And, I mean, every, like, hobby, everything has excelled like crazy. But I like that model building has excelled as well, you know, along with... Uh, the model kits, the tools, the new technologies, enhancing with the 3D printing, but then you also have the the model builders. You know, now model the skill of model building keeps getting higher and higher. Details are are being paid more attention now more than ever. And oh, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's just like, you know, the people have been doing it for so many years. I feel like uh, if you if you built models back then, and you come back into it now, you know you're you're definitely gonna be on a whole other level. Yeah, and and my thing is is I get so busy with my kids, um, my 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 family, my job, or stuff around the house, or just flat out other hobbies, you know, or, or sometimes hanging out with friends, that I'll start something. And then I have to put it down because I know I'll never get that time back with my family, especially my kids. So I learned to manage my time, what's priority. And honestly, model building isn't in my top five. You know, although it helps me with stress and and kind of deal with OCD, you know what? It's okay that it's, you know, these lines are uneven. You'll get it on the next, you know, and that's how, you know, that helps me that it's okay to make little mistakes here and there, just learn from it and, and fix them on the next one. Yeah. And I look at all these guys and I'm like, man, I, I got nothing for these guys. Like I'm in a separate category from everybody else because everybody else is like, 
way out there and I'm just all by myself because I'm sorry, I'm just not going to spend that much time on a model kit right now with my little kids. When, when I'm older, I will, you know, but um, even then I'm buying the big scale cars because I know my vision's probably going to go and building those bigger cars is going to leave me more margin for, for error or forgiveness. So yeah, these guys are incredible. Um, their resources really are unlimited pre-drill distributors, you know, um, whatever, pre-wired distributors. You want something? Well, what do you want? Well, I want this accessory done. It, the file's out there and let me print it. Back then, dude, I was I was making, um, uh, the, we have restaurants called Brahms here, so they have these really thick straws for, for, their, for the milkshakes. I would crease them, have that crease down the middle, and then cut them with the X-Acto knife just to make the a bug deflector on the hood of a truck. I don't know if you remember or even know what that is. It's it's those black plastics that go in front on the. It's hood. like a like a visor, right? That goes yeah, on the front yeah. of the hood. Yeah, dude. That's I'd paint them black and I would put those on like that. And same thing for the wind window wind deflectors and and um, you know like my toolboxes. I didn't know what styrene was when I was little, so I would take the wheel packaging and cut them out and build a, a clear uh, toolbox and I would hot glue it from the inside so you couldn't see the the glue and sand it down and then primer it from the inside and the outside and then paint it white or whatever, you know, just to make a toolbox for a truck because there was not no toolbox you can 3D print. Now you can just buy them on eBay, you know. So they definitely have the upper hand, you know. They really do. Anything, I don't know how to do this, YouTube it, you know. <laughs> right. So, so. Nah, yeah, dude. It's it's a trip. I feel like back then, you know, maybe like I don't know, five, ten years ago, people were wanted to have a model car and they didn't know how to do it. So they would tell other people, like, can you like I'll pay you <laughs> to build it for me or you know and, and i feel like that's why um people started like that whole like build not bought thing you know oh yeah and uh because i remember seeing like a, a car at a show like the first times i'm going to like my first model shows and someone pointing out like like yo this this one dude built this car he ain't even here like i, I think he sold it to somebody and he's <laughs> this dude's competing with it you know yeah. And um and then you know after a while you you know I remember getting like some DMs like hey man you know if I buy a model can can I pay you to build it or can I commission you do a model and I was like oh no nah, you know I don't I don't do commissions but later you know people keep kept saying build not bought you know <laughs> and I was like what's up with all that and then once I started looking more and more into it I was like oh okay I get it you know and yeah. I feel like now I don't, I don't really see it too much because now I feel like people are just diving in now. And and they are and they are and, and it's because there's always like that competitiveness, like oh I saw what he did, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something a little bit better or I'm gonna showcase what I can do. And that that that's where we're we're at. But I I don't feel that I'm there. I feel like you know I'm building it because want to um i don't think that i'm at a level where i, I you know 
I'm going to win first place or whatever, because that's not my goal. My goal is just to build a model that I like, how I like it for me, you know, not for, not for anybody else, not for a show for me. If I enter it, it's because, you know, I feel good about it and I don't expect to win. If I win, it's just a bonus. But I feel that a lot of the model car building community is building just to, sometimes I feel like it's keeping up with the Joneses. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. No, so no, I, tell us. It, it, it's like, you know, um, my neighbor got this, uh, this, this really nice Mercedes Benz. You know what? I'm going to get a nicer one. You know, and then and then your neighbor's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get two of those. Yeah. yeah you, you know, and, and, yeah. and it's just like little competition. And mm, it's like uh, Ned Flanders and Homer Simpson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and I've never been that way with anything. Um, not not that there's something wrong with that. You know, there, there isn't. There, it's always good to have competition, good, healthy competition. But, you know, I, I don't strive for a trophy. I don't strive for... Um, clout or attention you know i just really do it because i like to do it. It, it it's still fun to me it's not like uh i don't dread to do it i just need to make more time for it you know yeah imagine so. buying like a huge i don't know like a 15 foot trophy Dang. and just having it in the living room next to the to the couch so when uh you have guests come over <laughs> that's the first thing they see right like, even though you have other stuff around the house, but they walk in and they're like, yo, what up? What's up with the trophy? You're like, nah, nothing. And right away, they're like, they're reading the, the little plaque, and, you know, <laughs> and then they're just giving you props. Like, dude, congrats. You're like, oh, nah, nah, I just bought it. I just wanted to uh, kind of just <laughs> see how it would feel to just have a trophy right here. You know? Well, not bought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be tossing it later, though. Yeah, that's a good conversation piece, you know? Man, I wonder how much those cost. Like, I remember uh, seeing uh, on Instagram, uh, someone reposted, uh, like, a, a classic lowrider car, you know, that won so many awards that the dude, like, brought them all out of the garage. And he was actually, like, I guess at some point giving the awards away. Oh, like, wow. Like, anybody, if they wanted one, they could just swoop one up, you know. And, yeah. you know, yeah, you feel, you, he's probably like, man, I have nowhere to put these. They take yeah, up a lot of unless you, they do. Uh, everybody that I seem to talk to, they're like, ah, I mean, I'm not sure if my wife threw them away. They're still in the garage, or or I threw them away. I don't even know. And and again, not that there's anything wrong with with striving to win a, thro a trophy or anything like that, right? But I just don't feel that strong about a trophy. You know, I I, I for one, I don't think my skills are there. Uh, two, it's not what I got into the hobby for, you know. So it's it's really not even a thought while, while I'm building the model. And and I know some people may may not get that, but that's where I'm at on that topic, you know. Yeah, nah, yeah. I I mean, I I feel like with building, you know, obviously we we put family first, our jobs, things that we got to handle, right? The responsibilities. Yeah. But then we're also into a lot of hobbies, too, aside from that. So it's like, for some people, model building is the one and that's it. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. it's just one. But for others, there's like five of them. It could be 10 hobbies, all various things. And you're kind of picking out, like, what do I feel like doing, you know? 
and it's fine to have all that stuff because it's healthy, you know. You have to yeah. You have to keep it fresh. You have to keep like doing different various things. And even though sometimes you feel like, man, like I have it on the back burner though. Like I haven't even advanced with that model. But then again, you got to remind yourself, you're teaching yourself patience. You know, you exactly. got to do things when the timing is right. You know, yes, you can't force it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's tough to, um, it's like, a like mentally you want to do it, but you can't because there's other things lined up in the day. And you're just, all you're doing is mentally stressing yourself out because you want to, to do it. And it could change your, your, your demeanor, your mood, you know? And, oh, yeah. And oh, you yeah. got to learn to just like, you know, just kind of be chill and be like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll get it next week or whatever. Yeah, dude, you, you get into some kind of mood because you, you want to do it, but you just don't have time. And before you know, it, you're you're sitting on the couch or doing whatever you're doing. You're like, man, I'm upset because I didn't get to touch a plastic model today or bench time. All right, I'm tripping. You know what I mean? And then it yeah. just kind of hits you. So yeah, with the feet up, feet up on the table, and with the uh, left hand holding onto the trophy, moving <laughs> it back and forth. Like, man, I didn't even get to build. <laughs> Dang, I'm going to have to look up some trophies online with <laughs> Charlie. It's a trip because, you know, uh, I feel like every city kind of has a, a trophy business oh, yeah. set up. And, you know, I remember driving on the boulevard in Oxnard and there would always be this like trophy shop. And I would always, always see it. And I would never see like no cars pulled up. And I was always like, dude, like how do, how do they make money Same business yeah. yeah they make money like i never see the lights on or whatever and i'm passing like all all days of time up and down that that road or the boulevard and nothing and you know later i would ask you know people like yo where'd you get people getting awards you know where'd you get those at oh that spot and i'm like what <laughs> and then later like dude where'd you what do you park because i see they have like a little lot oh we park in the back Oh, man. Like, oh, there we go. You know, everyone's all parking in the back, like where it's not no. even visible from the street. No, dude, we have one. Uh, well, we have like three or four here where I live at. And I go by this one in particular when I go visit my parents. And you're right. I don't see any cars and it's a decent sized store. And I'm thinking, how do those people stay in business? And I caught the, the light one day and I was just looking. I'm like. Wouldn't that be some shit if we got some Ozark shit going on here, you know, <laughs> yeah. money laundering and stuff, and the store's <laughs> just the front? Because you're right, I, I never see it with, with any traffic in the parking lot, so it must do a lot of online, probably. Yeah, probably, because even um, my, recently, my dad actually bought something from there. Uh, they also make the, like, rubber stamps. That's right. You know, and they, my, my father was like, Oh, we got a new a new stamp for the store, like to to stamp orders when like they're paid or it's done or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I didn't I didn't even know they even did that. And I was like, you know, where are? And he's like, oh, the down the road over there at that trophy store. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. And he then must I, have parked in the back. <laughs> yeah. Then I started thinking like, now I think now I have a reason to go in there. I should just go in there, and start asking like, how much would you? How much would it be to get a, a stamp of my logo? 
I know. You know. Hey, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I do. I do have some that I got some years back from, but from a different place. Yeah. But they're too small. You know, uh, okay. the stamps are too tiny, and I don't know. I would want maybe like a three to four inch size yeah. stamp, like a, a nice size. But I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll let you know if I end up popping in there. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be real cool. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what's up. And right now, currently, uh, let us know what's the latest on the bench, like that you've either working on or or it's still, you know, kind of just chilling. Maybe something you know you're considering a building. So I've been going through, I guess, what you would call um, a, a, a stopping point or a dry spell, kind of, and I don't want to force it to get back into it. Uh, so I started just cleaning my bench and uh, organizing my stuff, my drawers, and just kind of doing a quick inventory of my, my kids. And I got this feeling. I was like, you know what? I'm going to build a, a hydraulic shop diorama. But it's just a smaller one than my last diorama, uh, the hurry, hurry Up and Bottle Store. And something that I can assemble quickly and disassemble for easy transport so it's a it's a hydraulic shop just you know the the garage the window at the corner and the front door and a small carport uh that that, that's what i'm doing right now uh i used to live across the street of a a hobby shop called wild bills here now it's a hobby town's wild bills but they recently moved about maybe 20 minutes away from where I used to live. So where I live now, they're like 30 minutes away. So I'm either going to start buying styrene online or anything I need online more than because I just can't get out and walk to a hobby shop no more. Um, but that's what I'm building right now is, is a diorama of a hydraulic shop. I'm going to use uh, accessories, um, you know, just, just make it, look like something that I would own if I were to own a hydraulic shop, you know, that's currently on the bench. Um, I do have a, a model car. It's a 65 Impala, but I think I'm just going to throw some wheels on that. This is a car that I bought um, just to kind of practice things on, but it's a really nice build. I think I'm just going to throw some, some wheels on it. I feel like it's the right look for that. Um, hydraulic shop diorama i'm thinking of an not i want a name i just don't know what name for the shop you know so i'm taking any suggestions yeah that that's the uh the hard part right there is coming up with a yeah. name yeah i want something funny you know something uh that'll make you laugh like the hurry up and buy name of the diorama yeah um but I, I can't think of anything you know so it may be something serious, you know, something typical. Yeah, yeah. Start writing some names down and then just uh, yeah. start crossing stuff off or, or mix and matching words together. Uh, I actually do have a little notepad with that, you know. So I have Camarillo Hydraulics or uh, North Texas Hydraulics or uh, Low and Slow Hydraulics, you know. Because we had, um, here we had Urban Customs, um, A&E Customs. Uh, Bad Boys Customs, L&M Customs, and they're all hydraulic shops, you know. And 
I don't want to do something like that, like the first letter of my name and the last letter, like A and C customs, or I don't know. So I just thought maybe Camarillo Customs, North Texas Hydraulics, or, you know, low and slow. I don't know. Still playing with that. No, yeah, but it's, it sounds, I like your approach, though, as far as, like, the inventory, you know, looking through your stuff, cleaning the bench. Like, when you reach that, that point of, like, kind of a burnout, kind of like a chill vibe. Because yeah. then, you know, some things like that sometimes, as you're doing that, it opens up those ideas, opportunities for something else. I'm sure that's going to be exciting, putting something like that together, which is yeah. going to give you a break from the cars, but you're still doing something for the cars. Exactly. Exactly. And doing the invent or cleaning the, the bench and whatnot, um, you also know what you have. You know, you open up your drawers, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had this. So. Mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite part, like, building part, like, the process out of the whole entire build? What's, like, your favorite part? I have to say once I put the interior tub on the finished chassis, and I have the car next to it, the body. It's not mounted, but, you know, um, you can see the engine, all of it. You could see the interior, all of it, and then you can see the body next to it. Um, I think that's my favorite uh, part because it's, like, home stretch you know just a couple more steps and and i'm done you know and it looks really good that way and you can see oh, i should have done this or you know what let me add a, a little crown air freshener on the dash uh, let me hide a pistol behind the seat do i really want to go uh, and display the amp for the sound system or do i want to tuck it you know just small stuff you know but now you can picture it better because for the most part the build is done you know so that, that that's my favorite part when when i get to put the interior tub on that finished chassis yeah and when when you you know you're let's say you're done with everything and you're about to put the pieces together right the body being married now with the the, the bottom chassis you know and the tub's already there and everything do you glue it on to finalize it or do you just kind of have a method of just kind of putting it in there kind of tight, knowing like, all right, it's going to hold without glue. Um, I used to not glue it until one day on one of my older bills, which I don't have anymore. I, I lost in that storage thing. I picked it up from the body, from like the, the roof, and the, the chassis just came out and it fell out and, and it's just pieces, you know, yeah. you, you can glue it back together, but it's never the same, you know, and, and I just started gluing them to the body, but I don't apply heavy glue. Um, sometimes I don't even do the accelerator. I just do a little drop of that, uh, that gold CA mm -hmm. and just, just maybe with a toothpick, you know, just kind of let it sit overnight or whatever. And, you know, cause that really doesn't tend to fog up the, the gold one. Yeah, because uh, you yeah, want to, like, do you ever, you know, like, once you're glued, did you already make up your mind, like, all right, I'm not going to revisit this build anymore, like, you know, I'm not going to take it apart to, like, add a little more accessories, or, like, that's kind of it? Uh, that's right, because then it's just a, a, a rabbit hole, you're like, oh, okay, well, then I added that, so I need to add this, and then it'll just take you longer to move on to the next kit, or the next build. You know, and it's just, uh, 
you're just going to be indecisive with that and then something else is going to pop up and and once it's glued you know that build is done you know you can get those long tweezers and put the, the fuzzy dice in the rear view mirror you could even you might could get away with gluing the rear view mirror if you forgot but once that chassis and body is glued to me that seals the deal it's like all right this is done you know and and i can walk away from it or or store it or whatever it's done and and you're right that actually helps to let you know that it's done you know Mm -hmm. yeah there's a a car i was working on i didn't glue the bottom chassis to i just you know to me i was like all right like i guess the model's done but not really it might have been like a 80 percent finish and after a while, like I said, I pretty much set the model in a, a clear con- box, the display boxes, and I had it on top of the, the display on the desk. And every time I'd be working on another build, I would be staring at it and just staring at it on, during my breaks. But I already knew what needed to be done next that I didn't finish because maybe at the time I was a little tired or or I just wasn't in the mood to like add those finished touches to the car yeah and i was just letting kind of time go by and i'd be doing you know all these other things and finally i was like i, I was a bit hesitant i didn't want to bring it out just because i thought for a moment oh i'm gonna mess it up you know yeah. like i'm gonna drop it or i'm gonna touch the bus. something's gonna happen something's gonna go wrong right yeah so then i thought to myself well if i don't make the touches the final like you know things to bring it to an end then this car is just going to remain here in the room. Like no one's ever going to see it because I'm not going to yeah. want to bring it anywhere because it's not complete. Yeah. And uh, finally, like I had the the time, energy and the mindset to get into it. I opened it up. I started, you know, painting the roll cage, adding water slide decals where it needed to be done. And all these like things that I just was like not wanting to do back then. You know, yeah. and because um, it was it was like reaching the stretch, you know, and then I just kind of stopped on the stretch. So yeah. then finally, I add all these like little things to it. And then I said to myself, all right, I'm, I'm going to stop again. So I just kind of just chilled, put it back in the box. And I'm, I'm admiring it even more because I like all those little things because I feel like it enhanced it a little. Yeah. And now the more I stare at it, I'm going like, all right. Um, all I, all I need to do now is just the wheels because they're Aoshima wheels, but they're just, they're heavily chrome where you could tell it's like plastic, you know? Okay. Yeah. And super shiny. Yeah. yeah. Super shiny. And I'm going like, all right, I need to, um, later, I mean, I could remove the wheels easy fr- from the, the little like pegs, what's holding them. Yeah. And, you know, once that's the, I feel like that's the final thing. Once I do the wheels to where I'm happy, to where I want them to be, where they look more realistic, either with a, a, a black wash or, you know, maybe hitting them with like a matte finish or something. A dull coat, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like once I make them look a little more realistic, then I'll be happy. I'm, I'm happy with the rest. It's just the wheels that's quite bothering me that makes it yeah. look a bit fake it doesn't make it look like it would be like a real car yeah the black wash and, and weathering will definitely add that touch you know yeah so that that's kind of where i'm at with that with that car and 
I mean, there's other cars I want to, that I'm more currently working on too. I'm just waiting for the right time, you know? Yeah. Um, because I know I could stay up late and, and try to attack it and do all this, but right now, like the car body's already painted. I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting to like clear coat, you know, but I, I like doing that during the day. Sometimes even in, yeah. in the mornings, like when the, when the temperatures are, it's not like too cold or too hot. It's like right in the middle. And I'm like, all right, this is the time to do it. Yeah, dude, you guys have that perfect weather, man. I, I can see why you guys consistently bust out bills, you know. Um, you guys have that good weather here. Uh, <laughs> so I wake up at 4 a.m., right, and, and I was building a Ferrari. And, dude, I was I was uh, shooting that thing with, with paint, um, I don't know, like at 4.30. And then at 7, I was shooting it with clear, you know, before I went to work. Because it wasn't that humid. It was still, you know, uh, low humidity and it wasn't uh, hot, hot, but it wasn't cold. It was just, it was like little bear sports just right, you know? So, dang. So that, that's kind of the, the, the little things we have to deal with over here with this uh, Texas weather, man. So, yeah, no, yeah. I'm always interested in hearing, you know, like, you know, the, the people I interview, the guests, like, the temperatures or just how it is like the vibe where they're at yeah. um you know because it, it's i i don't know it just makes me appreciate you know like you know yeah we're we're lucky with this weather but i al always give more props and kudos to like people who their temperatures are different or you know off and you know it makes the effort for them to ha be really set up like in the house or set up somewhere you know in the garage oh, yeah, are you where you set up? Where's your stuff set up at? So, uh, the house that I live in right now, the, the the it's like an older house, and the garage was meant for like a little Volkswagen Be Beetle or just a small car. Um, none of my cars really fit there, so it's like a makeshift gym, storage, whatever you want to call it. And all my stuff is at my parents' house, um, so I have uh, three benches. One's got a lathe. And on the back, it's got my uh, Red Cat parts, you know, Jeffrey, Jeffrey's wheels, the skirts, the, the chrome parts for the Red Cats. And then the other one, I have drawers with it. And it's got my um, my paint booth. No, I'm sorry, my, my photography booth next to it. Um, and on top, I have like a little rack and it also holds paint. And then on the other side, I... I have a, a shelf with all my kits, and then next to it, I have another bench that has paints and styrene and a shelf on top of it with uh, with more kits. But I have one of those mobile paint booths, the ones that are in a rectangular box. I don't know if you've seen them. Oh, uh, yeah, the foldable they ones, right? Right. Those right. are dope. I have one. <laughs> yes, I don't recommend to paint with a rattle can on there. With oh, nah. those, right? Nah. So it, it's strictly airbrush, and then you can you can get away with making your own filters. They sell the material at Home Depot if you don't want to pay ten bucks on Amazon to get them, right? You can just pay like fifteen bucks for the materials and make you more plenty of filters. Um, but that's where I'm set up at. Uh, I I'm very close to my family, so I'll go over there at least two three times a week until I can figure something else out. 
um, that's where it's going to be. I mean, I have a, an L-shaped desk here that I use for work. And then when I really do want to build something or just dissect a, an old build or just try something, I'll bring it here. You know, uh, Skeleton gave me a really cool lamp. It's pretty bright. And I have a cutting mat here and some shelves that I have kits uh, for inspiration and just to get my my uh, gears turning. But my setup is at my parents' house and they'll never say, hey, you need to come get your shit out of here before we set up. They'll never say that, but I'm pretty sure they're thinking of it. Hey, just you be know? like, hey, this is an excuse for me to come visit you guys. Ah. <laughs> Bro, you're absolutely right. So <laughs> growing up, my dad's like, you know, he, he, he didn't like me building models, right? Um, he's super Mexican. My dad was like, tú, tú, tú haces esos pinches carritos porque te la truenas con la pintura y, la, y la pega, el pegamento. And that <laughs> translates to, you only act like you're building cars because you get high huffing that paint and that glue. Damn, yep. And I, yeah, dude. And I was like, Dad, you know I can go right around the corner and like, you know, smoke a joint with those kids that are there or, or have free on with friends from school or, or whatever. I don't do any of that. I, I really like this. And when I graduated high school, my mom's always been supportive. She, she did not care. She's like, okay, we'll get you a kid at Walmart, you know, whatever. Uh, but my dad, I guess when he started kind of like um, not accepting it because it's not like a life changing event, but when he was good with it was when he started seeing my builds and, uh, as soon as I graduated high school, I went to go work for him uh, for the construction company. And he was like, hey, look at these blueprints. Do you know what they're saying? And I looked at them for like 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, they're, they're calling for this type of concrete, uh, in this type of form, this many cubic yards, uh, this type of rebar. And he was like, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, it says it right here. And he's like, you know, most people can't even, you know, read the 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 notes or the scale or or just anything on those blueprints they get confused and the only thing that kept coming back to me was the instructions on the model cars you know so i've always thanked the model cars for helping me learn how to read blueprints because i don't have a degree you know the highest education i have is high school but you know um I'm very fortunate to be where I am in my career and and I have model car building, you know, to thank, you know, to kind of help me read uh, blueprints at work. So Dan, I think I think we need to start adding that um whenever you to your um <laughs> resume. Resume, yeah. You got a <laughs> AMT, you know, instruction <laughs> booklet reader or something, a degree. Oh, dude, and you, you might as well ask for a degree from AMT. I, I think it was AMT. They had like a spinner mm -hmm. that would go somewhere in the engine. And I was like, wait, what? It was just, it's, dude, sometimes their, their instructions didn't make sense. Yeah, you know? I'm going to put, um, on mine, I'll put MapQuest booklet reader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang. Won't get lost. We'll find our way home <laughs> Yeah, you you know it's interesting you say that about putting model car building or whatever on the resume uh, at work, and you know people, you know they're like, well, what is that? I'm like, oh, you know, you ever been 
the Walmart back in the day, they used to sell these these cars in, in a box, and you'd have to paint them and glue them and build them. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And they'll give me this look. So you build little toy cars, and I just give them a dead stare. Yeah? And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. And I never understood. It's, it's like I intimidate them, like, yeah, and, and what, you know? And... um <laughs> I never understood why my other friends, you know, I guess they stopped building model cars because they were embarrassed, you know, with girls or whatever. Like, uh, what do you do for, you know, for for kids or whatever? And, you know, you say, oh, you know, we, we go to the pool or we go to the lake or we go play basketball, whatever, right? Yeah, I collect shoes. No. <laughs> exactly, right? whatever. Yeah. Exactly, dude. <laughs> and, and, be, and sometimes, I, you know, I... I did a lot of those stuff too, right? Not not the shoe collecting, right? But I would say, I, you know, some right now what I like doing is is building model cars. They're like building model cars. What is that? And I would tell them, and I I was never really ashamed to say it. And I've met some people throughout the years that not ashamed but embarrassed, you know. Closet and builders. <laughs> exactly, dude. And I'm like, look, dude, you paying your bills, you're taking care of your family, you got a steady job, you're handling your business. What is there to be, you know, why are you being embarrassed? I've never been embarrassed. You know, plenty of girls have asked me, what is that? Well, you know, I basically build little cars, you know, and they're like, oh, that's cute. Do you have pictures? Yeah. And they're like, you did that? Yeah. And then my friends would be like, what, what just happened? Are they into it? And I'm like, I don't think they're into it. They just find it a little bit interesting, you know, because mm -hmm. you, you're painting it, you're gluing it, you're putting it together. You're not really buying it bills you know again it was not bought <laughs> so you know i i never understood why 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 guys would be embarrassed to admit that they build model cars you know i never was yeah yeah i don't know yeah no i know what you mean though um i mean for me uh you know it's like the like the cat is out of the bag you know yeah um, you know my girl knows it you know the baby now she's starting to be aware of stuff. She sees the cars <laughs> constantly and all this stuff. So it's like you could tell she's like already being around it. Really and, cool. I mean, my family knows, you know, both sides of the family. They know I'm into the cars and and my friends too, my close friends, uh, you yeah. know, they uh I mean they're into other stuff. They don't model build, but they do ask me questions, like genuine questions about it. It's never like, you know, like trying to poke fun or nothing. It's they've always been like respectful because i've been the same you know with them with whatever yeah. hobbies or things they're into like i have friends who are all into like hitting up breweries and they're into like you know all the beers and all that stuff and then all fun stuff yeah fun. and like homies are into like record collecting others are like toy yeah. collectors are, like different yeah. things and I'm just like, yo, like you found, like we all found something that makes us happy. You know, I, I feel yeah. bad when I meet someone who like has no hobbies, nothing, you know? Yeah, dude, no, nothing. They're and, just work and home, work and yeah. home. Yeah, and, um, and you know, I, I still try to, you know, if I have a conversation, whether it's a friend or someone, I don't know, most of my friends have a hobby, but let's say it's someone I meet, you know, or we're going to be hanging out maybe for a few hours or whatever. And I'm having a combo, like you know. Eventually, I'll, I'll be asking, like, "Hey, so what do you what do you do aside from work?" You know, I don't want to really get into the whole work combo, but yeah. I want to know more. Like, what is it that you do? You know, do you have hobbies or what are you into? 
You collect Pokemon cards yeah. often. Yeah, know? and whenever, you know, they bring up something that I have no idea whatever, I kind of want to go down that rabbit hole, like, tell me about it. Because sometimes I feel like they're going to school you on something, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's always interesting to find out new things, whether it's a hobby or just general topics, you know, especially if you don't, you're not aware of it, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, for real. And you do learn stuff, for sure. And I don't know, I, I guess I'm just waiting for the day for someone to be so excited to show up to a model show and just scream at the top of their lungs <laughs> like a few times. And everyone's like, what's wrong with that dude? And they're like, nah, nothing. He's just happy. He's happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, dude. That, I mean, that's how I feel about it, you know? Yeah. I don't, um, you know, I don't really uh, post a lot of things on my Instagram because I, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I don't know. I kind of live in the moment in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe I should start posting more. But honestly, that's the way I feel about it, dude. I'm just happy to be here. I'm I'm happy to be a, a part of this, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. So. It, it, I mean, you were telling me earlier how when you got back into it, you know, you saw David posting stuff. But isn't it a trip? You know, you saw his stuff and then you end up like now you're, you know, you guys are homies. You guys connected. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it, it, it is crazy because uh, at the time, dude, I had no idea what I was, you know, what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, man. Like, um, model building is uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Never look at it as like it's a waste of time or a waste of money or whatever. Like it's an investment, you know, um, getting into it. You're learning stuff as you go, you know, um, the first model you build might not turn out the way you envisioned, but your second one, you start getting closer. Your, you know, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, you're getting closer to yeah. to what you visualized. And you know, like you, you you learned how to read, you know, the blueprints and all this stuff. You know, coming from a, a background that you you even at back then you didn't think that in the future that was gonna help you with that. You know, and I mean, every, everyday life, anything you're doing, it's model building that you're you're applying, you know. That's right. That's right. You're you're definitely um, applying it, and I've always remembered, you know, even when I was getting into it, like back into it again, and and when you know I met Armando, and he was schooling me with stuff in the beginning, telling me like, look, like this is definitely like all these things right here, you're you're learning, and and how fast you're learning it's definitely going to apply to your life. You know, the way that you structure this model, like by prepping it, all the prep work you put into the model, your execution, and then finally at the end, your your presentation. Later, you're going to notice like what things you need to correct and fix to get it to that point. And later, you're going to notice you're going to start applying that to your life, you know, with your family or yourself, you know, down to the point where when you wake up in the morning, you know, it's like, what are you going to eat to, you know, to feel better? What are you going to wear to feel better, you know, for the day to be prepared? Like if you're going to do, let's say a construction job, you know, you got to make sure you're ready, you know, awake, you're full of energy, you ate, you have your, you know, the protective gear that you need to wear, you have your tools, you have all that stuff and you're ready to go, you know, because it could be dangerous too, if you're not alert, and and having the things you need to have with you so 
yeah, it's 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 a trip, man. Like you know, I I could say that you know modeling has helped me a lot too, with uh, with my life and and I feel like because of those things, it, it makes me not ever want to feel like you know at this point to be like shy about it or or whatever you know. And um, you know, sometimes I might I might meet someone and I, I don't bring it up. You know, I talk about other stuff. I'll ask you know the other person questions. It's almost like I'm interviewing them, you know. I want yeah. I want to get to know like what's up with them, but you know if if we see each other more, then I might you know I'll, I'll lay it out, just because I I feel like all right cool now you know we're homies now you know, because you know it's kind of hard to just throw it all in someone's face right that you just met. Oh yeah, dude, and, and most of the time they don't want to hear about it. You know, <laughs> they're gonna be like, yeah. damn, why is this? We just keep talking about himself. Why did I even ask? It's probably what's going through their mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. No, and you're right. So, I, you know, I, I used to have a, a few model cars in my office, but we're moving offices, so, you know, kind of had to pack pack up. But um, I learned to say, oh, yeah, I, I build those, and that's it. If they want to pursue and ask questions, like, oh, really? Well, what exactly? Did...? Then I'll start getting into detail. But before, I was like, oh, yeah, bro, look, I, I I painted it. I did this little modification. I bought these wheels. I would go all out, and then they would just leave. And well, that's that guy's wheel, or whatever, you know. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I built that, you know. I, I I've learned to kind of deserve that conversation. So you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's a it's a trip. But dude, it was it was awesome, bro, talking to you, having you on this episode right here. Any uh, shout outs or anything you want to say before we wrap this one up? Yeah, man, shout out to all the LUGK um, uh, club members, uh, Plastic Society. Um, shout out to Detail Junkies and, and Skeleton. I mean, we're getting into the uh, action figures, the Hot Wheels. Um, there's a, a Beastie uh, Boys uh, festival for MCA Day. We're doing a, 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 a playing toy with that, I'm not, really can't discuss too much things, you know. Um, we're trying to also get into actual one-to-one car shows so that, you know, we can um, not expose, but but help promote the hobby, like showcase yeah, the, bring the some, model car hobby. Bring some awareness to it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, and, and maybe that'll get little kids interested in model building because sometimes, you know, the, the families go and, Mm-hmm. The kid, you know, the little kid really doesn't care about a real car, you know, they, where's the toys, you know, and maybe, maybe that'll open up doors for, for little kids to start getting into model building. So shout out to all those guys, uh, any vendors that come out to the shows, believe it or not, you guys are a big part. Um, and everybody that's doing the, uh, the, the, the hobby, you know, um, to you, especially because I know it's hard to to do a podcast, run your, your store and then your, your life, of course. And, um, Jeffries, you know, uh, that dude back in, I think it was 2002. I sent him an email. Hey, is, is any of your models for sale? I, I was in high school. Right. But I had money cause I worked, you know, and I wasn't paying bills or nothing. So I kept all my money. <laughs> I said, how much did one of those cars cost? Two, $300. I'll buy it. And uh, he actually replied back, no, none of my stuff is for sale. I was like, damn, that was really cool. So shout-outs to him. He's never been um, uh, rude or 
or anything to me, no matter how many times I bother him. Same with you, you know, and and everybody else that that is uh, that's got a big platform, a big following. Uh, thank you guys, and shout out to you guys for not ever being rude to um, just your fans, you know. So I really uh, appreciate you took the time to do this podcast uh, with me, and uh, thank you for having me as a guest, man. Nah, thank you, bro. I mean, we'll definitely, you know, we'll do another one in the future, have you on, and, um, I mean, keep it up, dude. Make sure you tag me on stuff that you're doing to share as well. I feel... You know, you guys are doing a great thing, and and that's awesome. You know, you, you know, helping out the community, helping out David, you know, Skeleton, all you guys. You guys are very important. You know, in the community, you guys definitely do a lot of stuff, and you know, the shows, everything, bro. It's like, hell yeah, for sure. You know, I want yeah. I want more people to get to know, like you know, you, you know, the person behind all this too. You know, we've had David on Skeleton. And I was like, yo, Andres, Camarillo has to be on. Yeah, man, I need to do a better job of kind of self-promoting and, and, and tagging, you know. Uh, I, I really do need to work on that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's on my to-do list. Yeah, man, when the time comes, you know, don't force it. Just, you know, let it let it happen, you know, once yeah. the, the time comes through. But now, dude, yeah. th- thank you, bro, for uh, taking the time, man, because... Uh, I know you got to work later, and it's it's pretty late on your end and stuff. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, no, I go in in about a little over in, in a couple of hours. I'll go in. <laughs> dang, but, dang, yeah. take a nap and then, you know. Yeah. No, I, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. You know, no worries. I I wasn't gonna miss this at all. It's like even if I have to pull up to the job site <laughs> and and tell the guys what to do. I'll be yeah, on Bluetooth, yeah. and then, you know what I mean. Right on. So I'm not gonna miss this. So. Oh, thank you, bro. Hell yeah. Well, you have a good night and um, en- enjoy the week, and we will keep in touch. Hey, same here, Edgar. Have a good one. All right. Bye. See you. Later. Mm-hmm. Later.